It's a beautiful experience and a beautiful walk to be able to find beauty and the supreme oneness in the things that we see every day. I'm so happy. And happy is the word I want to use. And I'm so honored and so grateful to be able to do that. To be able to walk down the block and see uh, a flower blooming next to a dumpster. (laughs) And see the beauty in that. Or to see uh, an old man sitting in a barber's chair. And being surrounded by young men. And feeling at ease and protected. Uh, I find the beauty in that. Or to be able to find uh, a woman coming home with groceries in her hand and cats clearing off the stoop and helping her into the building. You know, there's beauty in so much what we do. There are things that are ingrained in our DNA as uh, African, more so original people that we just going to carry. We just going to have You can't fight it back. You can't defeat it. And we're 
we have so many distractions that we deal with. They're intentionally put in front of us uh, from, you know, TV commercials, from TV shows, from the TV itself. You will not be able to stay home, brother. You will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on stag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by Xerox and four parts without commercial interruptions. The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading a charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Spiro Agnew to eat hog moths confiscated from the Harlem sanctuary. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by the shape of a war theater and will not star Natalie Woods and Steve McQueen or Bullwinkle and Julia. The revolution will not give your mouth sex appeal. The revolution will not get rid of the nub. The revolution will not make you look five pounds thinner because the revolution will not be televised, brother. There will be no pictures of you and Willie Mae pushing that shopping cart down the block on the dead run or trying to slide that color TV into a stolen ambulance. NBC will not be able to predict the winner at 8.32 on the court from 29 districts. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of Whitney Young being run out of Harlem on the rail with a brand new process. There will be no slow motion or still life of Roy Wilkins strolling through Watts in a red, black, and green liberation jumpsuit that he has been saving for just the proper occasion. Beverly Hillbillies and Hooterville Junction will no longer be so damn relevant and women will not care if Dick finally got down with Jane on Search for Tomorrow because black people will be in the street looking for a brighter day. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no highlights on the 11 o'clock news and no pictures of Harry Hall, women liberationists, and Jackie Onassis blowing her nose. Song will not be written by Jim Webb or Francis Scott Key, nor sung by Glenn Campbell, Tom Jones, Johnny Cash, Engelbert Humperdinck, or the Rare Earth. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be right back after a message about a white tornado, white lightning, or white people. You will not have to worry about a dove in your bedroom, the tiger in your tank, or the giant in your toilet bowl. The revolution will not go better with coke. The revolution will not fight germs that may cause bad breath. The revolution will put you in the driver's seat. The revolution will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised. The revolution will be no rerun, brothers. The revolution will be live. There's beauty in, in so much of what we do. There are things that are ingrained in our DNA. The fascination 
that these young scholars have with entertainers and folks who claim to be real and folks who claim to uh, really have experienced this, experienced the artistic fantasies that they broadcast through the mediums of CDs, videos, and movies. And uh, it really hit me. And I guess it was more of a confirmation because it's something I felt for a while that uh, black folks are truly just we're tired of being lied to, and um, that trickles down to our youth, whether it be through in the blood or whether it be now just through osmosis. Uh, our youth are looking for realness, and our youth are looking for authenticity. And uh, I realized I said something. I said, you know, whether it be Tupac. Whether it be 50 Cent or uh, whether it be a Black Panther, you know, children are fascinated by uh, what they see on TV. And if I stand in front of a group of children and tell them I got shot five times or 11 times and show them five or 11 bullets, unfortunately they'll follow me to the death. And it's a very scary thing to think about, but it's something that we need to address as a uh, Old folks, uh, I don't include myself in that, <laughs> but I am older than my scholars. And um, it's something that we really need to start thinking about and really need to start dealing with. When we wonder, or I hear from older folks and they, they can't understand young people's fascination with hip-hop or young people's fascination with the proliferation of, of guns and, and drugs and whoredom, uh, uh, <laughs> if you want to call it that. And... Uh, I think what it is, it's not so much that our young people are fascinated by that. Our young people are tired of being lied to. Our young people are looking for something real. And if someone pops up and says, hey, I'm real and I can prove it, then that becomes a new standard for uh, what it means to be a man or what it means to be a woman or what it means to be a rapper, Realizing that from the moment that you open your mouth and decide to take a stand and exhibit some form or some level of consciousness and, and self-awareness, you're basically declaring an act of war. And in understanding, understanding what that means, it also means that now you also put yourself in the limelight, like it or not. And being about what you talk about,
Getting in touch, getting in touch with, 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 with that energy, with that energy that, that we all
See, that's what we're talking about. serves as a reminder and as a wake-up call and alarm clock to those of us who hold the information, for those of us who are ready for battle and are constantly preparing for battle. We have to understand that there comes a time for action. Things obviously come in seasons. You know, there's a season for training, there's a season for resting, and there's a season for fighting. And for those of us who are resting, for those of us who are piling up reference material, it's time to begin to apply it. And when I say reference material, I'm talking about, oh, you know, this one's book, and this one's lecture series, and this one's tape, and I'm going to Chicago to hear this one speak. All of that is well and good, and it's, it's necessary for the, the edifying of your own spirit and the edifying and building up and the strengthening of your brain muscles. But the reality is at some point we have to apply this reference material. We have to apply this knowledge. We have to apply this wisdom. We have to share the understanding. That's inherited. And unfortunately, I see that happening lesser and lesser and lesser as I get older. And possibly maybe some of the soldiers in this battle happen. Maybe some of them are scared at this point. You know, the statements that have played that one who stood up for righteousness has been murdered or defamed, you know, either they defame you, they say you're crazy, or they say you're homosexual, you know, or they kill you. Um, so maybe there's a fear there, but honestly, at this point, uh, it's time for battle, and that's what's in my heart. You know, we do this because we want to, ironically enough. Uh, it's not about a constant, some people uh, fall into this romantic uh, idea, and romantic fantasy landscape and these dreamscape about the revolution. And the reality is revolution is nothing to dream about. Revolution is nothing to fantasize about. It's an unnecessary evil that we have to go through in order to obtain peace. And that revolution may just be you pushing past that police officer to get into school to take care of what needs to be taken care of to show these young men and women a presence to show them something conscious because you may be the only light that they see all day unfortunately and that's your time it's imperative that we start to apply something nutritious that uh, our people can fortify themselves with.
talking about transformation and being an agent for transformation, being an agent for change, being an agent for evolution, being an agent for revolution. understand that there is an intentional methodical process, an intentional methodical system of degradation and evil that is being implanted into our children. And unfortunately these days they're not even coming out the womb the same. Now that's something to think about. When we sit here and we complain about the youth and complain about where they're at and where they're going, we need to understand properly where to begin to look for the source and the root of the problem. Now, we know interaction with Europeans didn't make anything better for us. And for the most part, had we have never had interaction with Europeans, I would probably not be on this station right now. I'd probably be out in the fields enjoying my time or, or running across a plain somewhere or farming my land. My land, my land, or sharing or traveling to other parts of the world to meet those who are ready to embrace love, peace, justice, and equality. But unfortunately, we're dealing with what we have right here. And like I said, our children are not even coming out the womb the same. That's something that we need to address. Their life is being fueled by junk food, junk religion. Junk dialogue, junk associations, junk spirits. Think about that. So when are you going to bring the information? When are you going to bring the light? When are you going to expose the foolishness and the junk and the debauchery for what it is? They're ready for it. They're ready to listen. They're here. And it's looking for someone who's authentic and who's genuine, and who's real, and it's about what they're talking about. And the reality is, us adults are looking for the same thing. I'm looking for something real. I'm looking for something authentic. Heck, I eat some food sometimes, not because I enjoy them, but because they're real and I can trust them. Now, if you can understand the totality and the universalism of life, and our existence on this planet, you'll understand that even our diet, and even our speech, and even our journey, even our walk, is all interconnected.
being about what you talk about is extremely important. It is extremely important to be mindful and conscious, conscientious of what we project and what we bring. Uh, talking to these young people, you know, a lot is uncovered and a lot of things that, that may baffle some folks uh, can be answered within 10 minutes, just, just spending some time in the room with some youth and, and finding out who their idols are and uh, who they consider to be the best rapper and the best entertainer and why, which is an important question when you're speaking to young people because often they can't answer the why. And uh, like I said, something that we need to keep in mind is just being about what we talk about, the movement on what we're talking about. We spend a lot of time dealing with the paralysis of analysis and overcalculating drawing pretty graphs and now we got computers to come up with spreadsheets and, and, and for all these reasons, all these statistics and numbers of, of why it ain't happening and why it ain't working and what we need to do as a people, I think what we need to begin to do is to move because that's what the rappers are doing. We can say what we want about them. We can say what we want about entertainers and we can even say, hey man, entertainers today ain't saying nothing, man. They can't hold a torch to Sam Cooke, Nat King Cole, Curtis Mayfield, Curtis Blow. <laughs> but the reality is they're out there doing it. They're out there spreading the word. They're out there getting the work done. And unfortunately, many of us who talk this are not doing it. Many of us who say we walk this, we ain't doing it. We put on the clothes and we, we got our hair locked up and natural, but we're not out there spreading the good news. You know, today when I was walking home from school, uh, from my class, uh, Brother Nkuma, who's a jewelry maker who we'll have on the show pretty soon, we walked by a man on the corner who was handing out Bibles. He said, young man, would you like a free Bible? And I politely said, no, thank you. Then I said, you know, you might as well offer me a bottle of liquor. But the reality is, I mean, I'm making a comparison Bible or the Gideon Bible and a 40 ounce and say, hey, why don't you just offer me a free 40 ounce? Because either way, you know, you know, offer me death and, and, and slavery servitude. I'm not interested. But uh, the reality is this man is out there getting it done. Now, whatever the message is and whatever the cause and whatever the intent, he's out there getting the work done. And we need to really start being mindful. Sometimes the work starts in your own family. And I know the hardest thing in the world is to bring your, your family into the realm of consciousness. It's the toughest thing in the world. It's easier to go find someone on the street who's on the corner doing something that we can't even speak of than maybe even to, to bring your father or your mother or your brother, your sister, your children into the realm and into the arena of knowledge of self. It's tough. But it needs to be done. And sometimes just living your life a certain way will bring them, will attract them to you. And we need to be mindful of that. Sometimes people see the change. Like sometimes I hear church folks say, and especially the brothers, man, before I got saved, man, you know, like it wasn't like this with the women, man. The devil be sending these women at me. And I said to a brother one day, I said, well, maybe now that you're saved, you're acting like you got some sense. And maybe that's why the women are flocking to you now. Maybe they see a difference. Maybe they see a change. Or maybe you just ain't acting so ignorant anymore. <laughs> so it could be something as simple as that but we need to be mindful that this is war and the enemy 
is forever active. The enemy is in the fields right now. The enemy is in the laboratories right now. The enemy is in the movie studios right now. The enemy is in the music studio right now. Getting it done and getting the message out there and getting the message of death out there. And we need to do something about that. And the first thing we need to do is to take account of our cipher, take account of our environment, and ask ourselves, am I affecting my environment when I walk, when I walk home or when I walk into work? Or even when I get into my friend's car, am I affecting my environment? Those of us who are carrying knowledge of self, those of us who are carrying wisdom, those of us who are conscious of that, we need to be a better Fucking 
scare many folks away. And uh, people, they come to this, come to these, uh, these presumptions, you know, these conclusions about us based on what our pres- presence dictates, or maybe even what our, just, just our parents dictate. And this young man uh, was a street soldier, you know, in a negative sense, and he delved in a lot of the, the uh, demonic aspects of life on the streets. And uh, it eventually, karma dealt him the blow that was due him, unfortunately. And um, I remember one day talking about this. Folks were surprised that despite what's going on on the streets and what we delve into, there's still a uh, point of humanity that we must converge and relate and dialogue and share and fellowship on. Hush now, child, and don't you cry. The folks might understand you by and by. Move on up. Towards your destination, you may find, from time to time, complications. Bite your lip and take a trip. Though there may be wet road ahead, you cannot slip. So move on up, and peace you will find. Into the steeple of beautiful people, where there's only one kind. So hush now, child. And don't you cry, your folks might understand you by and by. Just move on up and keep on wishing. Remember your dreams are your only schemes. So keep on pushing. Take nothing less, not even second best. And do not obey. You must have your say. You can pass the test. Move on up. Move on up. Move on up. Move on up. I, I tell folks, you know, when I'm in my studio creating, um, I refer to the spirit and the vibration in those those photographs because they keep me from doing anything stupid. Uh, that's basically all it is. You know, as a youth, um, I'm bombarded by things, especially as a young producer and a young composer um, who plays real instruments. It's a lonely walk for me. Believe me, it's a lonely walk. I can't really say this to any of my peers. You know, folks my cats I came up with who do what I do, you know, in terms of really trying to preserve the legacy of uh, the cats who came before us and extending on what they did and mangling the art even more and progressing. Uh, many folks want to go to the computer and go to samplers and samplers and sample a lot of that work. And, um, I enjoy creating my, my own art and, and trying to tap into some of that energy that brother may feel tapped into, you know, um, Celeste, Sylvester Dibbs, Lionel Family Stone, and many other folks, uh, Jimi Hendrix, and I, I'd rather tap into some of their energy and at least try to absorb some of that genius and to create original art, because in doing that, I am able to align myself with the Supreme Creator by being the Creator myself. 
myself as opposed to being a culture vulture. And um, unfortunately, many of my peers fall victim to that that um, that whole bandit mentality. Mentality. So you know, I keep Brother Curtis up um, because, like I said, he keeps me from doing anything stupid. Uh, when I stop, I sit down on my roads and my words, and I'm playing. And uh, I think for a second, man, uh, I just sampled this Diana Ross hook. <laughs> I can pay off this mortgage. You know, and uh, things would be over, man. If I just sample this, I got all this nice vinyl, man. I sample this Donny Hathaway cut, sample something from the meters, you know, uh, sample this Cal Jada cut, man. I'll be straight. I look at the picture, but Curtis, you know, he just looks back. You know, don't do nothing stupid, boy. <laughs> so, you know, I roll with that. Uh, it's good again and you know to be in alignment and uh, I want to be able to look at these folks eye to eye on the next plane uh, when we meet and be able to say you know I may not have possessed your genius or your talent or your ability but I definitely explored some of the same movements that you did you know whether that was the cramps you felt brother Jimmy when you were running your hands Along that guitar fretboard, I've done it, I've been there, you know, I play bass, you know, um, so I can step to Larry Graham and Charles Mingus and, you know, hey, <laughs> you know, look at my forearms too, look at my calluses, look at my chops, you know, um, and speak to all these brothers, Bob, and say, you know, I know what it's like to uh, sing and move around on that mic, you just can't move anymore, and to put your blood, spirit, sweat, and everything. And into a track You did it And I did it too it may not have been as pleasing to the ears Anything that any of y'all did But I, I emulated your movements And the movements that began uh, Before you even started doing them I walked in that same room And that's basically what we do uh, With ceremonies uh, You know, on the continent and here You know, uh, even certain dances I mean, we have hunter dances You know, farming dances and we're basically stepping into the shoes of our ancestors and emulating their movements to get a sense of what they did, or perhaps what they were thinking as they were doing this, and to connect to them in some sense, and a stronger sense uh, invoke their spiritual presence, you know. Um, so that's important. I do that often. And it's one of the reasons why I stick to acoustic music, and I do produce hip-hop. I do produce a lot of different styles, uh, but there's always a live element, there's always acoustic elements, and I keep things as organic as I possibly can. Now, obviously, you're listening to this broadcast, uh, it's an MP3 file through your computer, you know, and uh, so, you know, we still have to understand and deal with technology to a sense, but we try not to take the God out of it, which some folks have done, you know, and move the out from alchemy. And uh, we try to keep that God and that peace and that spiritual basis and core component in everything we do. And that's, just, again, why I play acoustic instruments. That's why I play relative modes. I play basses, my instrument, guitar. Um, because see, you can't get any closer to God, man, than playing acoustic guitar or djembe. Those two instruments sit at the throne of the Most High. I'm going to use the term God, but I'll say the most high of the creator, you know, 
Those two instruments sit at the throne, you know, Jim Davis. Come on, Cannon Wood. You know, it's just Cannon Wood. Acoustic guitar is uh, wood and metal. That's it. You know, there's nothing else to it. Uh, so I, I've often said, and I've heard someone else say, you know, I said it in terms of acoustic guitar, and I've heard someone say it in terms of Jim And I do have to agree. You know, they sit at the throne of uh, the most high. That sound rubbing through our spirit because it's so close to our own being. You know, the instruments that come from the earth, the skin, you know, your chest or your knees. <laughs> you play, play in that daddy whack, you know, um, or you play gotta give it up. <laughs> it's, you know, it's the same thing. It's the same kind of connection. And uh, it's a passageway to the divine world.
bother Sometimes I just want a quiet life Me and my baby, me and my lady Sometimes I don't want to get into no ball Sometimes I don't want to get so deep Sometimes I just want to be a man Pull me straight, shine your light on the world Shine your light for the world